Hi guys, welcome back to main character moment. It's my last morning in Japan. And by that I mean I literally fly out um, at 5 p.m. But I'm checking out of the hotel room in a little bit and just going straight to the airport. So all of the fun stuff is officially behind me, which is really sad. And I can't believe the trip's over. But at the same time, I feel like I've been here for so long. Like two weeks is... I think the longest trip I've ever been on and yeah let me tell you it it felt like a long trip and as much fun as we had and how amazing it was to explore Japan I know Matt and I are both really excited to come home and come back to our life and come back to work and we we were talking a lot about like what a what constitutes a perfect trip and and things that I mean maybe there's no perfect trip but things that we might do differently next time for a big trip like this and we we both thought that two weeks was actually a little bit too long to be away Um, we're both people who really thrive under routine and being able to do the things that we like to do like working out and like eating a certain way and even just being, you know, tied into work and not being so far removed from it, all of those things kind of add up over a long period of time. And then even with, you know, when you're on vacation or on a, or you're traveling, you're you're spending money every day probably, um, and staying at hotels. So I think just as time goes on, that starts to compound a little bit and starts to add or amount to a little bit of stress, which um, I was definitely feeling towards the end of this trip. So I think looking back. For a trip like this, 10 days might have been the sweet spot. It was a long way to come. It took me like six days, I think, or maybe even longer to get used to the jet lag. So you definitely want to be able to make the most out of your time. But that being said, I think the last few days we, we've we been ready to come home and we're coming home today. So I'm really excited. It's been such a fantastic trip, though. Last night was really special. We went to Tokyo Planet Lab. I think that's what it's called Tokyo Lab Planet something like that you've probably seen it on Instagram it's this immersive interactive art installation where there's different rooms and each room has a theme um, and it's very interactive I would say like one of the rooms you walk up a ramp and you're knee deep in water which is kind of cool there was one room where it was essentially filled with like the entire floor was just black beanie bean bags of some sort so you could just like it was really hard to walk through and we were just like chucking each other into the walls and onto the floor and it was pretty hilarious and then they also had this one room and this is the really famous one where it's I don't even know how many just LED light strips that are hung from the ceiling and then it's a mirrored floor mirrored walls and you're just in this room walking around and there's kind of zen music playing in the background and the led lights light up in different colors and different patterns and it's it was really incredible there were a lot of people there um we didn't realize that we had to get our tickets far in advance so we got these tickets at the beginning of the trip for literally the last night and thankfully that was able to work out okay um but i had read that if you go in the morning at like 9 a.m there aren't as many people so that's what we wanted to do and then realized we didn't have that as an option so i'm really glad that we got to go um at all but definitely tons of people everyone's taking photos and videos like myself included but I feel like it would have been really cool if there weren't as many people but really cool experience I'm really glad we did it 
And then afterwards, the craziest thing happened. So I think I said on one of the recent episodes that when we got to Japan, we didn't realize how jet lagged we were going to be. Like we knew we'd be jet lagged, but we didn't realize that we weren't going to make it out to dinner like our first full day. And that was the day that we had an omakase dinner um, scheduled. And you have to book it weeks in advance. It's prepaid. And the restaurant was in the area of town that we had been in all day, which was like, I don't know, a 40-minute subway uh, excursion away from our hotel. So it was a bit of a hike. And we had been there all day in that area, came back to the hotel at like 4 to have a nap. And our plan was we were going to go back out. So we had our nap. We woke up, it was pouring rain, and it was like 15 minutes before the dinner and we were at the hotel. And we felt like death. Like I felt like I had been out day drinking all day and then it was time to rally and go out at night. That's how I felt. So we didn't go. We missed it. We didn't get our money back, obviously. And we felt really shitty. We felt really shitty about it, but we were just excited. We were overly ambitious and we didn't, we just didn't realize like how shitty we were going to feel with the jet lag. And that was the only omakase dinner that we had scheduled. So in the back of my mind this whole trip, I was like, that's so lame of us that we came to Japan and we're not going to have an omakase dinner. Like, what the actual fuck? That's embarrassing. But it just didn't seem like it was in the cards. So after we went to Tokyo Planet Labs last night, again, I think I'm too lazy to like Google it. It's, It's called something like that. Um, we wanted to get sushi for our last dinner and our plan was just to find a random, a random, uh, a random spot. We get in a cab that's outside of the, the art installation place and just say, can you take us into Ginza, which is a neighborhood that we hadn't been to at all. And he was like, where in Ginza? We're like, just take us to the main street, the main street in Ginza. So that's what he does. Uh, he drops us off. It's like a beautiful, there's like beautiful buildings and high-end retail and it's a really nice neighborhood we get out we start walking and Matt just puts in to his phone like sushi restaurants and just just picks one at this point it's like a two it's a Wednesday night no it's Tuesday night and it's late it's like I don't know maybe 8 45 at this point so not a lot of restaurants are even open um and he just picks one that happens to be close happens to be open we find the building. It's like a random ass building. This sushi restaurant is on the fourth floor. We have no idea what we're getting into. We go up and we're in this, it, like it's one of those buildings that it could be an office building. Like we don't even really know. We get out and there's this bamboo sliding door with like rows of woods. So you can kind of see in through, but you don't see the full restaurant. So we kind of poke our poke through, like looking through the bamboo wood and we realized that it, this is like a an intimate small restaurant. But again, like we haven't opened the door. So we're not really sure what's going on. The door opens on the other side. And it's um, some it's one of the staff members in full, um, full uniform, white hat, white shirt. And he says, do you have a reservation? We said, no, we're uh, no, but are you able to accommodate us? And he kind of pauses and Matt goes, is, and is this omakase? And he goes, yes, this is omakase. And he kind of pauses and he goes, it's 130,000 yen per person. And we say, okay. And he says, one moment. And he disappears. And then he comes back and he opens the door and he says, yes, come. We come inside and it's this tiny, tiny little room over with just bar seating. There's probably 10 seats. There's 10 seats and it's just the sushi bar and there's two sushi chefs there. And everyone is seated. 
every single one of these spots besides two spots are seated and people have already you know begun the because it's a, a seated like course that starts at the same time and everyone would have gotten you know a reservation for the same time so everyone's seated everyone has already begun their omakase experience so of course everyone looks up and is like who are you like who are you guys are you late or like what's going on everyone there's a lot of commotion because it was such a small like intimate experience so we sit down and they take our bags they ask what we want to drink we're like dry cold sake please and we catch up and they just they start giving us like the two or three dishes that we missed out on and then you know very quickly and we're we're caught up with the rest of the group and so what's really crazy about this is that before we even went on this trip Matt was like I have this vision of us we're having omakase we're in this really minimalist small intimate restaurant and it's just all wood and we're having omakase that is like this vision that he had described and that's what's happening like we're we're living that out and not only are we living that out but on the last night of our trip we have stumbled across this sushi restaurant and not like there's so many different types of sushi restaurants like they're like just because it's japan doesn't mean it's like going to be nice or good sushi like we had a lot of like very mediocre sushi at not great places but this is this place is stunning this restaurant is beautiful this is like a high-end experience and we and they just so happen to have two people who either didn't show in like the way like that the seating was oriented it was like two towards the right hand side of the bar but there was like another couple that was on the very far right side so it it seemed as if there were two people who were supposed to be there who didn't show up much like on the first night of our trip we didn't show up to our omakase and now here we are on the very last night we just so happened to stumble into this restaurant it just so happened to be this high-end beautiful restaurant that did omakase and there just so happened to be two spots and then again it was visually this scene that Matt had described before the trip. So we sat down and like, we were just like kind of freaking out. We were like, what are the fucking odds that this is happening right now? And we had, I mean, it was one of the highlights of our trip. It was, it was a stunning dinner, stunning. It was probably like, I don't know, 20 courses of, you know, one piece of, of fish um, and just so incredible to watch them just make it in front of you like it truly sushi truly is like an art form and everything I mean everything was so delicious we're uh we're just we're big tuna people and I had three different type cuts of tuna nigiri that quite literally changed my life oh my god it was it was fantastic it was just such an incredible experience and to think that we almost didn't have something like that and it just so magically came to be was uh was just such a incredible story and like I said just like one of the highlights of the entire trip beyond that we were recapping like what were the main main highlights because there were so many great stories and meals and inside jokes and special things that happened we so I can't remember if I if this had happened by this time last week but we ended up changing one of our hotels kind of last minute when we were at the hotel in Kyoto, we thought it was going to be this like really luxury experience. It was expensive and like it wasn't a nice hotel. Like we were we were really disappointed. So because of that, we we wanted to do something nice. Like we wanted to have a nice hotel experience. So we decided to change where, where we were staying 
and we spent two nights at the Tokyo edition which is this beautiful hotel very expensive but we decided to just like splurge for two nights and guess what it ended up being one of the best parts of the trip like it's on the lobbies on the 31st floor you walk in and it's like a marble head to or ceiling to floor um, elevator they take your bags right away you don't even touch them and then you go straight up to the lobby on the 31st floor they have like a signature scent pumping through the halls and then it's just like the lobby is just filled with like hundreds of plants so there's all this greenery the manager's there when we check in he gives us his business card he asks what we're doing that night he's able to make us a reservation at their speakeasy they give us a welcome glass of champagne and we go up to the room and it's spectacular it's one of like it's one of my favorite hotel rooms I've ever stayed at it's overlooking the Tokyo Tower we have this incredible view floor-to-ceiling windows and we just the hotel experience was such a highlight of our stay like we just had so much fun we really took advantage of um, we had dinner at the hotel we had um, drinks at the speakeasy afterwards so that was really incredible as well and then beyond that, and I'm kind of rushing at this point because we do have to check out soon and Matt's probably going to be back from the gym soon. Um, but the last thing that we really thought was just one of the best parts of the trip was the shopping. Like I didn't realize how incredible the shopping in uh, in Tokyo and Japan in general was. Uh, the amount of vintage stores that they have. I got some really fantastic pieces um, and pieces from boutiques as well that I'll definitely have to do some kind of video recapping. But yeah, the shopping was absolutely incredible. I'm going to do some sort of guide. Um, I think a written one on Instagram and then a video guide on TikTok. Just really recapping everything that we did and where we stayed. Because it, it is a tricky trick to uh, to plan for and to know what to do and how to fill your itinerary. I mean, we definitely learned that not everything that people recommend and hype up was for us. Like, I think that was a learning lesson. Like, just because everyone says, oh, you must do this you must go here you must eat this like that doesn't mean you're necessarily gonna like it and that's okay like we like to travel in a certain way and I think we stayed true to doing the things that we like to do and I mean those are the things that we enjoyed the most like eating at certain types of restaurants shopping the hotel experience like it, it we we just and even just like walking around and exploring different neighborhoods getting breakfast from 7-eleven which the 7-elevens in Japan are incredible we just kind of did things that we typically like to do at home just in Japan with like a touch of more kind of authentic authentic stuff and I mean it was it was the perfect trip for us with some learning lessons along the way it's always hard coming back from a trip and getting back into quote-unquote your normal life I feel like post-vacation blues are such a thing I think for me because I've been gone so long and I am a little anxious to get back just because I've been away from work for a long time and I've been spending so much money and like I've been eating just so much rice every day and so many desserts like I'm ready to kind of get back into my routine and, and kind of find my balance again but I think what really helps with coming back from a trip I mean for me is is like structure <laughs> like get back and you know do your laundry right away and just get back into your routine like do a grocery shop meal meal prep for the week like just like really be overly structured and what your you know your following week after vacation is going to look like that's really important for me lots of self-care like watch your shows do some nice skincare take a bath like be relaxed but also like be structured so you're like in your best you're you're in a you're in a good place you're ready to hit all the things you've been neglecting a little bit and then I think beyond that have things to look forward to 
I feel like that's like the biggest part of like leading a vacation you've just been like having so much fun and like you've been just focused on you've just been so in the present and having experiences that then you come back and you're like like all of like the serotonin is just like depleted from you so I feel like having things to look forward to is such an easy way to just feel a little bit better and know that okay like now I have to get back to like work and like more kind of mundane parts of my life but life is fun life is supposed to be fun and there's fun things that I have to look forward to okay guys that's it for me today this room is kind of crazy we have like all of our shopping bags everywhere so I need to I need to get organized and take a shower and we have to head over to the airport and by the time that we get I mean (laughs) this travel day is like so fucked it's like it's like an hour to the airport and then like it's gonna be like a solid like 24 hours plus of traveling like we leave 5 p.m tokyo time on wednesday and i think we land at like 4 eastern toronto time of wednesday so we just like completely stay in the same stay at the same date and time which is like kind of crazy and then i'm working thursday friday so i have no idea what state i'm gonna be in I'm going to do a little work on the plane and I was just like catching up on Slack and emails. So I feel like it's not like a total surprise of what I'm coming back to, but it's definitely going to be a push to the weekend. And then I'm excited to just relax and do laundry and get back into the routine and hopefully come back to some warmer weather. I'm so excited that we're in spring and getting into summer. It's been really nice in Tokyo weather-wise, and it's just been like a little taste of what's to come in Toronto. So I'm excited to get back. I'm excited for uh, for what's ahead. And thanks for listening. I hope you guys have enjoyed the last few Japan edition episodes, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Bye!